Well, welcome back to the Career Passport Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel. And I'm Raquel. And today we're going to do a short episode for you. We don't have a researched topic that we're going to spend a good 15 or 20 minutes dissecting for you, but we just have a couple things that we want to share that will help you in your workday. So Raquel, I know you have something that you want to share that's been helping you over the last couple of weeks. Yes, I definitely do. And I'm not sure if you guys pay attention to the emails that you get sent every week, but it's part of your My Analytics tool that comes with our Microsoft 365 product package. So you can pay attention to the email that you get sent every week. And that's kind of how I got started. But I kind of want to talk about how much focus time has been helping me during my workday. So I guess I kind of accidentally scheduled focus time when I was looking at that email, but you can access all of this information if you go to the Nelnet portal and click on the waffle icon in the upper left. And if you select the My Analytics little icon there, you might have to look at all of them. It might not just appear in your list, but it kind of gives you a good high level view of what your day looks like and what your week looks like. Like. So it's going to tell you how long you were in meetings, who you had the most meetings with. And then it's also going to talk to you about your focus time amongst a lot of other things. But this was really great because in one of those emails that it just automatically sends me every week, it asked me if I wanted to schedule my focus time. And I was like, sure, whatever. I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) But but I just, I mean, I will have to say the email is like very busy. So I'm not the kind of person that can just grab what I need. If there's too much stimulation there, I'm just like, ugh. So I somehow found the link to schedule my focus time. So what happened after that was I was getting these two solid hours of focus time every morning. So I usually start my day around 7.30. So every day for a week, it would automatically schedule on my calendar from 7.30 to 9.30 focus time. And you can adjust the settings to this, but automatically it kind of silences all of your alerts. So like my emails, my team's messages, even the chats are silenced. So that will allow you or and it definitely allows me to get a solid good two hours of concentrated work done. And I just this week, this is like my second or third week of kind of noticing that and taking advantage of it. But I am just amazed at how much just turning off those alerts Mm. is helping me to get done. Like I usually plan my next week on Friday before I leave for the day. And then on Mondays, I kind of review that and I kind of like prioritize what I need to get done for the week. Well, I've been using this focus time to like really hit the things that I that I really want to get done that week. And something that I thought was going to take me forever to do that I needed to have done by tomorrow afternoon. I I finished that this morning during my focus time. I'm like, what the heck? That's amazing. <laughs> I know. I was like, this this is some kind of magic because I think it, the key is. First of all, it's on my calendar and when people see my status in Teams or even maybe in Jabber too, they're going to see that it looks like I'm at a do not disturb. Mm -hmm. It actually says focusing on your status. Uh Yeah. So I was just like, huh, 
That's cool. So people know why you may not be immediately responding to an email that they sent you or to a chat message because you're on your focus time. So it's just amazing how much you can get done when you truly have your time to yourself. So nobody's popping in. Nobody is disrupting you. It's just your time to focus on what you need to focus on. And I am loving it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think Amy Landino says that, well, I can't attribute this to Amy Landino specifically, but I first heard it in an Amy Landino video. And if you've listened to our podcast before, you know how much we love Amy Landino. But she says that a scheduled task will automatically take the amount of time that you've scheduled for it. So if you schedule four hours for something, that task expands into that four hours. Whereas if you schedule two hours for it, you might discover you can get it done in two hours. So I feel like that plays into what you're experiencing there with your schedule time. Oh yeah. This specific project that I was working on, I was like, oh, I'm going to get done what I can get done because I have so much other stuff to do, but I prioritized it and I got it done. And I think it's a way better product than I would have been able to produce if I didn't have this concentrated focus time. So definitely recommend looking at those My Analytics emails that you receive and then going to your little waffle icon from the Nelnet portal and clicking on the My Analytics app and just kind of diving in and seeing where your day is going, what you're spending your time on and getting that focus time scheduled so you have your time to focus on what you need to. Mm -hmm. I took a quick sneak peek in there too. And there's a lot of information available that could be really useful in planning your day. So cool. cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I am going to talk to you guys about brainstorming. Uh, I think everybody's heard of the term brainstorming. And to me, originally, before I tried this new technique that I found, I would just create a lot of different lists of all the different things associated with whatever topic I was brainstorming about. Well, I was watching YouTube a few weeks ago, and one of the techniques that I saw in the video I was watching was specifically about project planning and brainstorming and how this person uses mind mapping to get their ideas out. And a mind map is just basically a drawing or uh, looks a lot like a flow chart if you are used to flow charts, but a mind map helps you categorize different parts of your brainstorming if you're working on a specific theme or topic. So I'll explain it here in just a second, but I want to give credit where credit is due because mind mapping is not my idea and it's not this person's idea on YouTube, but this is where I was introduced to that topic. So Michelle B is the channel on YouTube and I've talked about her before, but her channel is Michelle with a U. So it's M-U-C-H-E-L-L-E and then the letter B as in boy. And the specific video I watched was how to get things done with mind mapping. So if you want a visual on how Michelle does this and how I'm doing it as well, that's a great place to start. But like I said, I use it as a project planning tool or as an event planning tool. And the way I get started is I love pen and paper. They are one of my favorite things to use when I am working. I love technology, but if I want to remember something or if I want to make sure that I get something done, I'm going to use pen and paper to help me in that 
that endeavor. So I start with a big piece of paper. I like it for it to be blank or I also like to use dot matrix paper, but any piece of paper will work as long as it's a decent size, at least an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, maybe even bigger depending on how big the project is. But you start in the middle of the page. So turn it on its side so it's horizontal and start in the middle so you have as much room as you possibly can. And then you write your central item, whatever you're planning in the very middle of that paper. And my example that I'm going to use here is a birthday party. So for a birthday party, you'll put birthday party in the middle of that page. And then off of that middle section, you're going to branch out and write down different categories that fit into that particular item. So birthday party would have things like the venue. Where are you going to have the birthday party? It'll have things like food. What food do you want to serve? Maybe some dates if you are in the planning stages and you're trying to figure out when you want to have this. An invite list. So those are just a few examples of those different categories that you might have surrounding your main idea. And then for each of those items, they're going to have their own branch. And then you're going to write down all of the ideas or thoughts you might have about those particular items. One of my examples was food. And so if you are going to brainstorm your food ideas, you'll write things down around your food like birthday cake. You might write ice cream. You might write snack mix, any other foods you might want to serve. You also might want to write down things like utensils. You'll need forks and knives if you're going to be serving birthday cake. You'll need plates if you're going to be serving birthday cake. So those are just kind of the, the things that go around those particular categories. And once you have finished with that category, then you can move on to the next category and write down all of your thoughts and ideas that surround that one. And you don't have to work as systematically as that. So if you start with food and you write down a bunch of ideas and then you move on to maybe the venue and then you have another thought about the food, you can always go back and write down the idea about food at that time as well. But it's just a way for you to think about those categories individually and write down as many ideas as you possibly have in your brain. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to execute on all of those ideas because, you know, brainstorming is really about putting every single idea down so you can see it. And then once you have them all, you can start your filtering process. So if it's going to be a simple birthday party and you write down three course meal, you'll probably cross that idea out depending on your vision for that event. But don't feel like you have to do everything you write down. It's just a, a way to get it out into the open where you can see it. And then as you're filtering through and vetting your ideas that you come up with during your brainstorm, this is where you can also start determining your next action items regarding each of those categories. So if you decide food, yep, we're doing the traditional birthday cake and ice cream. Your action items for that is you would probably need to order the birthday cake and you would need to go out and buy ice cream. So those are your physical, tangible things that you can do as a result of your brainstorm. So for me, I like to put those next action items on my lists in a bullet journal. I might have a specific list dedicated to this project or plan or event. And so they're all going to go in that list in my bullet journal. And so there I know I have a tangible set of items that I now need to execute or ask other people to execute if they're helping me with this project. It's just a really great way to Get all of those ideas out of your head and onto paper in front of you. Or also you could use technology to do this. You can mind map in 
some pretty basic programs like OneNote. I mean, really anything that has a draw feature in it. They're really useful tools that you can use to see all of those ideas and then start determining what your action items are. So it's just been something that I'm really into right now. I have several mind maps going for projects that I'm working on in both work and my personal life. And it's kind of enjoying and therapeutic to do that too, because it's a form of drawing. When you're when you're done, you look like you have a spider web of all of these different ideas that you have. <laughs> I love it. It's like a visual list. Like sometimes yeah. I feel like I am bound by like this linear list and mm-hmm. I can see how it could be freeing and kind of expressive to just put it out there in shapes and words. I like that. Yes, exactly. It's very free form. So it's very conducive to that creative side of things. So if you like to draw or if you're a visual person, maybe try mind mapping when you're brainstorming in the future. I love it. So those are just some things that Raquel and I wanted to share since we're doing a shorter episode this week. When we come back at you in a couple of weeks with our next episode, we are going to be talking with a couple of experts on resumes and interview skills. We know that's a hot button issue and everybody wants to be able to give a good interview and have a great resume. So we're going to talk to a couple people internally who have anything you may ever want to know about resumes and interviews. I'm excited for that episode. Yes. Looking forward to it very much. So make sure you keep listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye. 